story. Welcome to Pilot Boys. My name is Caesar. Here with my co-host, Karen. What is poppin'? We're doing another TBT app. I mean, this isn't a TBT app, but we're doing another episode. Sitcom overview, for sure. Yeah, overview. sitcom review. Whole show review. Yeah. Whole show discussion. And this week we're doing New Girl. How would you describe this to people? It's like Friends. It's yeah, like a so hipster version of Friends. Like a modern version of Friends yeah. with like modern inclinations as it relates to dating post and like recession post racial ooh, ooh, just kidding ooh. yeah so because you watched the show when it came out mm-hmm. tell me what it was like initially and tell me what it's like now and what do you think of it i was excited to watch the show because I, I think it was coming around it was like on at the same time as like the mindy project and it just felt like female focused Mm -hmm. and so i was excited to see like the main character be a woman and like that we follow her and her like romantic exploits Mm -hmm. and then i just kind of fell in love with the cast yeah so what was it like revisiting it i think i like it more now it felt while i was watching it it felt very repetitive Mm -hmm. just because you know you watch you watch it like week in and week out yeah. Was it a different experience rewatching it, like, just as, like, binging it? It was. I think it was a big... Because, I mean, spoilers for the whole show, but... Yeah, yeah, the... yeah. Definite spoilers <laughs> for the entire New Girl show, show series, whatever. Yeah. I mean, what, like, is so great about uh, so many rom-coms is that, like, slow burn romance between the person that she's supposed to be with... And her, right? And the main character. Yeah. Usually and, what they mine for content. Yeah. And it's just like, the, the will they, won't they? But I think in this one, they, for me, they did it a little too soon. Where I was like, okay, well, now where do we go from here? How do they make the relationship interesting? Even though it's like in season, I think they get together season two or season three, right? Mm-hmm. And then they break up. So then when they broke up, I kind of lost interest. Yeah. Like I watched like a season... And I was like, okay, but so you, like, yeah, you visited when like, are they gonna? Right? Yeah, like I like skipped a few episodes, and I'm like, all right, like they're still not together. I like watched the last season just because like it's it was the last season, and it was only a few episodes long. Yeah. So I was like, I I need for closure's sake. I watched the last season when it came on, and I, I was happy with the ending. It felt very like I think it was a good solid ending. I guess to like wrap up what I was saying, like I think it was a different experience watching it, like binging it all together. It's more satisfying watching it all together, yeah, than it is like watching it over time when mm-hmm. it had originally come out. What did you think? What was th- your relationship? I thought when the show was announced, it was at the height of Zoe de Chanel. You know, like Zoe de Chanel as a, I don't know, like a, I don't want to say an era because I lean on that word too much, but. <laughs> as a vibe as a and then she, was, she, she was, was a mo- she was a girl of the moment yeah. yeah you know like she she was in things she was like an indie darling also yeah. i guess she had and, like this like femininity like yeah. she was like i mean her whole like image is very like feminine yeah and we'll get into that but so i had known her 
as like that person, you know, as like she was in Almost Famous, she was in 500 Days of Summer, she was in like things that I'd seen and it's not that I necessarily liked her or anything, but I didn't understand like how she was like a force on herself, I guess. Mm-hmm. And when I watched the show, like the show get announced and like it was like in the works and like all the promos, whatever, it felt like it was just like a show that took the star power of Zoe de Chanel and try to capitalize on like the adorkable moment, right? And that was in their fucking advertising. Like they they very much like adorkable. assign themselves adorkable yeah. as like that's what they are, like as a way to explain what it is. Because I mean, the show's premise is pretty straightforward. It's just like this adorkable girl moves in with like a couple roommates. And it's, like, built off of this, like, potential rom-com. So, that's the premise. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Zoe, Zoe Deschanel. Zoe. Let's talk about Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> Let's talk about Zoe Deschanel as, like, I don't know, like a person Who she was the in moment. the zeitgeist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually think, now that I think about it, if I remember correctly, maybe I'm making this up, but I think at the time, Zoe Deschanel was kind of a, a barrier of entry for me in terms of watching the show. Mm. Because I was, like... Zoe Deschanel, like, the girl from 500 Days of Summer, like, they're going to base a whole show around her. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, it just seemed like a little much. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if, like, I wanted to, like, necessarily root for her. So I think to talk about her, we have to talk about whether we liked her or not. And I think a lot of people derive that from her characters. So at this point, did you... I'm guessing you didn't like her. Because also... I'm going to out you a little bit here. <laughs> you did not like her because of 500 Days, right? Yeah. So talk about how that But that's like over. my own bias. Like, I think I loved 500 Days of Summer, but the rom-com lover in me wanted a happy ending. Hmm. And even though, like, now that I'm older, I can realize that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character was not perfect, mm-hmm. and he idealized this person. At the time when I first watched it, I wanted so badly for them to be together. Mm-hmm. Just how he wanted But that them carried to be over to you thinking that like ugh Zoe Deschanel as like the show. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it really did like carry over. And I also thought it was odd because I had just watched like this I only really knew her from five hundred days. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was like a really big movie for her. So it was odd that she was doing a show. Yeah. Like a TV show instead of another movie or something. It, for me, it was like, so I, I don't know, I guess because of the people I hung out with in high school, she was like the hipster queen, kind mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. without like, I mean, I, didn't, I don't even think I ever knew like my friends to identify as hipsters until later, but I guess, yeah, not self-described hipsters, but the shit that they listen to, like she and him. Indie. And, like, yeah, like indie very indie. Um, yes, exactly. So that's how I knew her. So I didn't necessarily dislike her. I just like... She was the person that my friends liked, but I was just like, I don't see what the big hype is. Like, it's not like I don't. I wouldn't say that she's necessarily like the strongest performer. So let's move from Zoe Deschanel part. So that was that's who she is, right? And that's she's the main character of the of of New Girl. She's Jess, aka Who's That Girl. So I'm gonna start off by introducing the characters, and then we'll go into the big arcs. And then we'll talk about, like, the big themes that stuck out and the mm-hmm. stuff that we liked, right? So, on top of Jess, uh, one of my favorite characters is Nick. He's, like, salt of the earth. 
Salt of the Earth's, uh, what, did, what did that person say? He's got like a salt of the earth nose, like a nose that won't ever leave you and will always be there for you. <laughs> but he's just like a very, like, classically, you know, kind of man. Every man. Yeah. Like a man child. And this is also like Jake John- one of Jake Johnson's like biggest shits. I think he became kind of like his was, own yeah, little thing after. Yeah, he was like not, not a brand name actor. No. <laughs> uh, and then there's Schmidt. He's kind of like the hard ass who like... You know, is like a business bro and then like douchebag has like body issues and like most of the romance is centered around him. In the first episode, there's this character named Coach who I actually am curious to know about like what happened there. Like, why did he leave? We didn't read up on that. No, we should have read read up on that. But there's this character named Coach who comes out in the first episode and is played by Damian Wayans and he's fantastic. He's one of the best characters. But he leaves after, like, the... F- Literally sec- the first episode. Yeah. Like, the first episode is the only episode he's in. Yeah, and then he comes back later, a couple seasons later. Yeah, season um, two or three, I think. Yeah. Then there's Winston, who's kind of, like, the wild card. He, like, just says, like, non-sequiturs. I think that when the show first started, Jess was, like, the non-sequitur person who just, like, haha, like, I do this thing, mm-hmm. which is, like... I it's sing a song. Yeah, it's a non sequitur, but it's definitely in like the vein of like the hipster, I guess. Mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. the kind of like random thing they do. And the last character is Cece, who's like uh Jess's friend who's a model and she's like a hot girl. I think they they really evolve her character and then they get they get to like mm-hmm. extract a lot of like who she is and like her romances and stuff. Which is the biggest arc of the show, right? Romance. Like yeah, like, I think this is also why you like the show. Is that fair to say? The, the romance aspect? I actually, I think maybe that's what drew me to it. Mm. But I think ultimately it's the relationships and the platonic friendships that they have. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think, like, romance is, like, the... Well, I guess it could be. Because I, I I, when we were watching this and the Nick and Jess kiss happens. Yeah, that's just one aspect, though. But, like, like it, you were like, I think about this all the time. Because it is one of, like, the all-time, like, on-screen chemistry kisses that I've had. Yeah. Like, that I've watched in modern-day romances. Like, yeah. it just, it felt like there was a lot of chemistry in that elevator. Yeah, but uh, we just watched a video recently talking about uh, that they blew their, their load kind of early, you know, like, what is it called? moonlighting effect or moonlight effect where like after the characters get together there's not much story mm-hmm. but you know like so much of the project of the show and we'll get into this and in, like when we talk about like what the show really is about but so much of the show is like growing up um mm-hmm. i think that's the overarching arc of the show but i think that that plays a role in every single one of the relationships particularly especially with nick and jess mm-hmm but do you feel like they pulled that off? Like, if we think about the show as a response to the rom-com, right? Because I think a lot of, like, the issues with rom-coms is usually, like, you can't accomplish an arc in an hour and 30 minutes. You, like, you can you can accomplish, like, a simplified arc, but you can't really take your time to, like, see how relationships work. And, like, it's not this, like, romance mm-hmm. or, like, this romantic notion of, like... This is how things work in terms of like soulmates and like getting married and like like a tra- traditional trajectory of how relationships work. I think that rom coms are 
dominated by that or like dictated like that's the rule of a rom-com you know like love is the biggest magic power in a rom-com mm-hmm. like and, the biggest force yeah and if we think of new girl as a response to the rom-com or like a response to that kind of thing it feels like it it's like it allows the story and the characters to have bigger arcs mm-hmm. where like they get over themselves or like they just grow up yeah i think also like the mini project has a lot to do with like dissecting rom-com tropes Mm -hmm. and i think this show maybe doesn't do it that well but i think it we'll talk about that what what do you think how do you think it doesn't do it well i just feel like it never goes like far enough i just felt unsatisfied by it i guess as a connoisseur of the rom-com how did new girl feel as a response to that medium that you're so in love with Mm. do you think that it ultimately doesn't say anything about the format do you think that this allows them to like i don't know like there's something about i guess what i'm trying to lead you to here is like i think that the show is so much about like growing up that it's not concerned with losing its romantic mind of storytelling Mm -hmm. you know what i mean going back to what you said about a big arc in Mm. rom-coms and them only being an hour and a half, how much can you actually really say in an hour and a half? Yeah. When you switch over like the rom-com trope to a TV show, you have a long, you have longer time to follow the characters and really understand them and like make them fully realize people. Mm -hmm. So it's not just when are they going to get together? They might get together like in this show, like, they get together and it might not be the end all be all. Yeah. Because that's just how relationships work sometimes. Yeah. And like in rom coms, that's where the story ends. Yeah. They it end has in like to, in, in being it together. It has to resolve by the end of this hour and 30 minute mark. But so I think that what the show does well is that it allows these characters to grow up to a time where perhaps they are allowed to be ready for each other. In a way where, like, in the rom-com, it would end with them kissing. Or, like, after their kiss, after Nick and Jess's kiss, it escalates to them being married. Or, like, you know what I mean? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I think Scrubs is also a good example of that. Because JD had to grow up in order to be with Elliot. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is true. Like, I think they were too young, almost. Um, because I think a lot of the show is about, you know, that extended adolescence as the take points out. <laughs> Um, and I think that that extends into, which is why I say, like, it's like a modern take on friends, but also, like, it's updating how those relationship dynamics work. Mm-hmm. I just feel like these characters are allowed to confront themselves in a way where a lot of other sitcoms don't like to play with that. Mm-hmm. Like, usually, like, if we think of friends as, like, the the standard, right? Mm-hmm. Ross and Rachel have a very toxic relationship. Ross is like a gaslighter and like he's he's like the worst. Yeah. But it's played for laughs because ultimately it's because he loves Rachel so much and they're supposed to be together. Yeah. And I don't think New Girl has that. It's these characters really love each other and have strong emotions for each other, but they make mistakes and they do things that are wrong. They like you know, maybe invade their privacy or, like, 
don't communicate what they're actually feeling. Yeah. And that leads to tension. But it, it is ultimately resolved because they're able to work on those problems. Mm-hmm. And we see it on screen as they work through those problems with yeah. like various relationships. But with Nick and Jess, you really see their relationship break down. And, like, you see how the relationship, the loss of their relationship affects them. But also, like, you see them become friends and, like, how they're still there for each other after all of this. And I think that the real maturity of the show is in the way that, like, it handles growing up. You know, like, I think that a lot of the the choices they make, especially later, in, later down the line with uh, Cece and Schmidt, is, like, so much of their relationship is, like, growing up and, like... Now they're 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 good match. They're a good match for each other. It's almost like you have to grow up to be in like a relationship. I mean, I don't know. You know, I don't yeah, know if that's no. necessarily true. I think I think it like like the take pointed out. It is about timing. We gotta stop shouting. <laughs> but we did. I mean, they're, they're good at what they do. I think the sure like New Girl had its faults, and it wasn't always like as tight a story as. I think I would like, mm-hmm. but I think ultimately it was very satisfying to watch them grow up and like learn about themselves, be confident in who they are yeah. and like confidently say like, I like, I love you and like, you're the one for me, you yeah. know, because this time it does make sense. This time they've like worked through things like, you know, even in like when they're getting married and Russell, like at the end, <laughs> there's huge spoilers, right? When they're getting married in, at the end, um, Russell's like, I love you. And usually you would expect Nick to be like, I'm jealous of you. Yeah, he would lash out. Or he would feel insecure about himself. Mm-hmm. Like, I am I am not Russell. And so I don't deserve to be with you, right? Yeah. But in this, like, now that they're older and he's wiser, sure, he beats, like, they still get in a fight, but... It's not about him not being a good enough person for Jess. Yeah. It's just the fact that he, like... Tried to make a move on him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was an asshole move to do. What else should we say about Jess and Nick that's important? I think they have really good chemistry. I think we have to talk about the look, the longing. Yeah. Let's talk about, like, what works for them. What works, I think... Nick and Jess have very, very good chemistry right from the beginning. Yeah. And that's integral in a good rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the keys, homie. Hey, homie, put us on, homie. Like, if if, you're, if your actors don't have chemistry, then... What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I also just think that, like, Nick is such a good... Like, I think he's such a good character that, like... He kind of balances out a lot of, like, Jess's quirks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, Jess is, like, her whole thing is that she's, she does and says non-sequitur things and almost, like, the rules of the world don't apply to her because she carries herself in this way where, like, wacky things and antics happen to mm-hmm. her. But Nick often finds himself in those situations because he's just... I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like they're this, they're kind of the same character, except Nick isn't like a dorkable TM. You yeah. Know? Like they, he is grounded, but also like he shoots himself in the foot all the time because of like how ridiculous he is. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that you know, like if you start off with the premise of like this moment in time where it's a dorkableness, 
and it's a show that's almost like making fun of that mm-hmm. idea and then like you start to realize that every single character outside of Jess is also kind of in that mode where like they just operate kind of non sequitur e mm-hmm. and like but at the same time it's just like a part of the sitcom format where like a lot, they just make jokes and like jokes just come out of nowhere I don't know where, where I'm going with this, but anything else about Jess and Nick? I think they complement each other very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's like the pull, the push and pull because she's like an eternal optimist and he's like a pessimist curmudgeon. and a curmudgeon. And like, it's, I mean, I love opposites attract scenarios. I don't know where I was going with this. I feel like I was going to say something else. I, well, like that, that longing also. That's what you love. The longing. I think I have to say, and I I said it when we were watching it, Jake Johnson is really good at looking at Jess. Yeah. Like, he's really good at, like, at those looks, those, like, stolen glances that show how much he cares for her. Yeah. They're a good rom-com couple. Yeah. I think Schmidt and Cece have a better story. Yeah, like the, the storybook. Yeah. But I'm not as invested in that. Because yeah. I actually like the, like, nooks and crannies of, like, their troubled relationship of Jess and Nick. Yeah. I mean, they, ha- they date through so many people. And I think they show how good they can be as friends. Yeah. Because they're I think, just so sweet to each other. Yeah. Who? Everybody. I think everybody's so sweet yeah, to each other. I think that that's... Tender. That's one of the things we love most about sitcoms is that, like, those moments where, like, you know these characters so well... That they can affect you by just like being nice to each other. And you're like, damn, <laughs> they're so nice. You know, like, and you just- yeah, because I mean, usually in like a sitcom scenario, nobody talks to each other. And like, that's the premise yeah. of like, like communication is. I mean, just this one-sided. happens here too. Don't, yeah, to but sure. I think like they ultimately like deal with it though. Like, mm-hmm. then everything is revealed and like they hash things out like regular people would, you yeah. know? I mean, some, sure, like, it's very antique-y and very, like, like insert joke here, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it feels very authentic to the characters. Yeah, that's fair. So, let's move on to Shishi, Shishi and Schmidt. Let's move on to Cindy and Schmidt. Remember when I kept yeah, saying that? Yeah, you keep calling that? her Cindy. All right, so Cece and Schmidt, they, they start off as, like, just Smith just like hitting on her and then like, like fuck buddies. They they become fuck buddies and then eventually like they get in a relationship and eventually married. There's just the most straightforward, like Jim and Pam ish. Uh, well they also have they they break up along the way and like then they get back together. And yeah, 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 yeah. They do. But you knew that this one was gonna go like pretty straightforward. I, I I'm surprised they held out so long for Nick and Jess. Yeah. Like Almost to the last season, basically. I think that that's, like, not a good thing, though. I, mm. I don't think that... I didn't like that. Mm. You didn't like that she... Like, they were... Like, when she's with Robbie, like, it just felt like... Temporary? Like, every... The reason why I, like, kind of... I felt it was very re- very repetitive was because there was always, like, a new guy, a new relationship, mm. or a new girl. And you're you like, know? we know where we're ending up. Why don't we just get there? Yeah, you know, like, it just felt like, ugh, like, great, now she's going to be with this guy from, like, England. And, like, 
She has a few episodes with this guy from England, and then he just leaves. Mindy Project did the exact same thing. Well, yeah, and I had problems with the Mindy Project, too. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I watched it with you. You, like, loved it. I loved it, but I didn't like that aspect. Um, but I had problems. I had problems. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I I think that... Okay, so let's let's stay focused. So CC and Schmidt, right? They're... What, do you think that they work? Do you think that they're... Like, the show focus too much on them? How do you feel about them? I, I like them as a couple. I think they're very cute as a couple. But... They were almost too, like, I feel like they, they, the show paired them up a little too soon for me, mm. where I was like, I don't, like, great, like, now I'm supposed to root for them to be a couple this whole time. Mm. I kind of like the idea of them being apart mm. and, like, finding other people that, like, they loved more or whatever. Yeah. But what do you think? I mean, at first I thought it was cool, like... I think once you see the arc of the whole thing and you see that, like, so much of their relationship was, like, Schmidt being insecure with, like, his body issues and, like, just general insecurity about stuff and then, like, ending up with her. But, like, I also think that, like, Schmidt was, like, he had that same quality that uh, Leslie Nope had, like, the uber hard worker where, like, they could do anything because, like, they planned and, like, did all this shit. He does a lot of, like... He dumb crazy you. shit and like over the i think he he was too eager to be like the married guy mm. you know and like i guess it makes sense with the character but like he was like the perfect boyfriend at all times yeah i mean but he wasn't like he really was like an asshole to cc when they were together and he two-timed her yeah and then he also slept with one of her roommates yeah, Schmidt is like juggling Cece, who he recently got back with, and like this other lady, and it's like it, it goes back to like his trauma of like not having people or whatever. Yeah, but like I don't know, being I, unlovable. Yeah, I don't know how invested I was in that relationship. Like I don't know, it was mm. like like I like seeing them perform it, but I don't know if like I was like oh they're like you know one true pairing like they're the they're the ones that i care about yeah like i we obviously care more for nick and jess and the show cares more for nick and jess yeah because they it makes them getting together finally like worth it Uh right like for nick and jess yeah whereas i think for cc and schmidt it was like let's get them together like now that they're both single finally let's get them together as soon as possible and then like let's go from there you know and like let's get them married I just felt like, because Cece breaks up with Schmidt when she finds out that he was dating another girl at the same time, <laughs> yeah. right? But Schmidt broke up with her. <laughs> they try to, like, what, white fang her? <laughs> Get out of this cab! Yeah, like, sure, the first time that they break up, it's because he's very insecure. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's always about his insecurities, right? Yeah. But, like, I feel that they never really reckoned with that mm-hmm. on screen. Yeah. Like, it was just like, oh, I love him now because he's, like, a changed person. But, like, it never felt like he was really truly apologetic to the fact that he, like, essentially cheated on her mm-hmm. and, like, lied to her. Yeah. That was what I couldn't forgive about that. I'm just mm-hmm. like, so what? Like, we forgot that he did all this to her? Like, he, like, cheated on a bunch of people? Yeah. 
I mean, I like Schmidt, but like he's such a douche that he's like not always like I don't think that like he's the most sympathetic character. Like when you like, I think his capacity to change is what's likable about him. His capacity or like his the, the amount of shit that he'll do for his friends that's all good stuff. But like this Fu's arc was just you know be married essentially like at the end yeah like i think what we didn't mention about nick is that like his overarching arc is that he wants to be a writer and like just have purpose in a way where like he hadn't and he gets that you know like nick does that and like he has trouble with it but ultimately like schmidt was like a career guy and then he just became like a wife guy it's not like Schmidt ever, like, had much character outside of, like... His work? His work or, like, his love life. But, I, I mean, this was introduced, like, at the end, right? When they finally have, the like, a baby. They have a child mm-hmm. together. And the whole season is him realizing... I mean, his season arc is him realizing that th- what he was working towards in terms of, like, a high a high power position in his company was not what he really wanted. What he really wanted and, like, what he actually had passion for was to be a stay-at-home dad and, like, raise his daughter full-time. Yeah. Which I think I think it's a nice story arc, but I think it's kind of, like, introduced too late in the game for it to have the effect that I would have wanted to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think uh, the other thing that's interesting about Cece and, and Schmidt in that dynamic is that, like, she, Cece actually gets an arc. You know, she goes from, like, the the model who, like, has everything kind of easy for her to, like, struggling and basically being in Nick's position. Like, literally a bartender. Yeah. But, like, I think it works for her because, like, because the show is, like, that period in your 30s where, like, I think extended adolescence continues to be, like, the theme for every character. But... If we think of Cece as, like, her career started in her late 20s and, like, is now into her t- her 30s, they put, like, an expiration date on that. And it gives the character more to work with. I actually think that they incorporated Cece pretty well into, like, the dynamic. And this isn't an indictment on, on, on Schmidt, like, that he's not entertaining. He's entertaining as hell. Like, he's ridiculous. But the thing is, like, I don't know if his, like, whole character arc really came to a circle. Like, he just became... Like, I don't know. It, it, they just kind of like, eh. Mm. He, he just likes to be married. It's kind of, you know? But I mean, that's... That's... Like, once he reaches marriage and, like, the point where he is with her, it's kind of it. But that's I think, is still pretty satisfying for the kind of person that Schmidt was at the beginning of the show. No, I think that his capacity to, to change is his most admirable thing, for sure. But, like... That's almost like saying that the way you get over your insecurity with body and this and that is to, like, just get married. You know? Like, maybe that's simplif- simplifying it and, like, reducing his his thing. But, like, he didn't have anything. Like, what is the character after his pursuit of, like, a partner? You know what I mean? Well, it's... I don't even think it's just be the married guy. I think it's, like... Make up for lost time. Being the family, being the father he never was able to be. I mean, he was never able to have. You think? Sorry. Because he did have, like, a broken family. And that was kind of, like, what stemmed 
like the trauma, like all of his insecurities came from the fact that his family was broken and he didn't receive much attention from them. Yeah. And so if we view it from like that lens, like the fact that he's very comfortable, he has like a very stable wife and relationship with his wife. And now he realizes that he is really good at being a dad and he loves, has a passion for being a dad, I think is, is satisfying if mm. you see it from like the fact that he, he had an absentee father. Yeah. I just wasn't that invested in the character. Yeah. Cause I just think he, he's too shitty to like have an arc to like be less shitty. I don't know. Mm. Like I don't, I don't. I ultimately don't think he's much different than who the character was at its core. You know, like he kind of stays the same character for the most part. Like he's still very self-involved mm-hmm. and like does shit for like what benefits him or whatever. I don't know. I I think the character is is fun. I just I, I just wasn't into him as like rooting for him kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it's hard to root for him sometimes because he's such a douche. Yeah, but and I he, think like, CC wants these status symbols. CC's such time. a like likable character, mm. and like they give her a lot to work with. Like they give her these like interpersonal relationships with like Coach and Winston. I would have liked to see more of it. I think CC for me always felt like a loose thread. Like, oh, like what is CC doing in all of this? Oh yeah, she's here. You're See, like, oh, yeah, like, like, let's throw her in with these guys for this B plot or this C plot. You know, it just never felt like they were thinking of her, like, as a main character. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But I think that as a person and who I've seen between, like, comparing Schmidt and Cece, I think Cece is more grounded and relatable as a person. She's, I also just think she's more honest with herself in mm-hmm. a way that, like, Schmidt couldn't be. Mm-hmm. He needed other people to tell him. Also, like, he was a child a lot of the times. Like, I don't know. I just think CeCe's, like, a good character. Like, she got, like, full arc. And I know that you, you did, you didn't, you thought she was a loose thread, but I disagree. I thought that they did a good job at, like, exploring this minor character who, like, f- became more than just a minor character. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because of the reasons of, like, her job and, like, because I, I, I don't know, like, something about Schmidt's, like, I don't know. He he just he didn't. His purpose was just to like be a dad, and like I don't know that that still feels like not that deep to me. It just feels like yeah, okay. Well, you just picked like the things that I don't know, like the big markers of life, and just like assigned him that. Like oh yeah, he likes being a dad, and that's his thing. I don't know. It's just I, I didn't I didn't think they went anywhere with the character. Like why was he such a piece of shit to like ultimately just like be a dad? Doesn't mean like he's gonna be any less of a piece of shit. Hmm. So you just don't like that it was just a little too easy for him? Not that it was too easy for him. I just, like, I was invested in the character. I just don't think they built much of an arc outside of his relationship, is what I'm saying. Hmm. I think his capacity to change and, like, him being in the relationship and, like, changing, that was cool. Like, that was good to see. But then after that, it's just kind of, once he arrives there, it's just, he's a smith. You know? Hmm. Yeah, like they, like Cece and him are just kind of settled into yeah, just. Which is what I was saying. Like, being. once they get there, like, most of his story is kind of, that's it. It's just like, insert Schmidt because he's crazy and, like, he's crazy about the wedding and, like, mm-hmm. you know, it was fine. Like, I, I didn't even, I don't know if I really cared about the wedding. I don't know if it aged all that well. The wedding? Yeah. Why Cece. Would age. Like, the fact that he was stuck in an airport? 
I mean, in the plane? The wedding that he... Cece's wedding, where he, like, dances and, like... Was it Cece's wedding? It's their wedding. It's their wedding. Yeah, it's their engagement party, where he, like, does, like, a Bollywood dance. Yeah. I think that was cute. I still think that it's fine. Yeah. I mean, he's married, like... I don't know. I think I it's just, like a very I much like that all the racial stuff. Oh, my sorpresa. Where Schmidt just didn't. Yeah. I don't think it aged well at all. Like I just think it's like, it also wasn't funny enough to like, for me to excuse it. It was just like what a like a lame edge lord or like a lame fucking kid mm-hmm. who just thinks that like saying the racial thing makes him interesting or like it's not endearing. I don't find it endearing. Yeah. Like, and I don't think it aged well. Yeah, I agree with you on it just that. Felt like a white friends. boy trying to do too much, and I think the same thing. Like him doing the Bollywood dance is like this is such a Schmidt idea that like he would think this is a good idea, mm. but like I, I don't know, it didn't add anything to the to the show for me. <laughs> it didn't make CC more Indian. It didn't like it didn't do much for representation. All it was was just a white guy doing the thing that you wouldn't expect a white guy to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see that, but. I feel like now I'm just hating on Schmidt. Yeah, it does. You just really don't like him. No, but you do like him, right? I like parts of him. But, I mean, I that part with him dancing, I actually don't think that it's, like, super crazy for him to dance at his, like, do a surprise dance at his own wedding or, like, engagement party. Especially if he's trying to show that, like, he's open to her culture. I think we got to rewatch it because I remember being like, Ugh. Uh, ultimately, did you like the relationship? Yes or no? I did like the relationship. I think I just didn't like how they got there. Hmm. I think I like them as a couple. I think it makes sense. Sure. But I think they had to just how like Nick and Jess had to come to the realization that things in their relationship didn't work out because of X, Y and Z. I think Cece and Schmidt didn't really do that as much yeah like sure they dated other people and they like learned about themselves along the way but it never really like felt like it came to like a head yeah where they're like confronted their actual issues his insecurities and like her like yeah. i don't know instead it was like her cheating or, or him cheating or whatever yeah 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 all right let's move on i mean i, I think those are the two big ones like mm-hmm. i think the winston relationship isn't that interesting I think I, I think it's worth mentioning though because I think for a lot of the time like Winston Winston is one of my favorite yeah, characters. Yeah, Winston is like I think probably the best character. Yeah, he's just he's Him also like, like very uncomplicated. Like he's always he really truly is kind of like a loose thread. I feel and like. like marches to the beat of his own drum, but like and, on purpose. But like I mean, honestly, he's the new girl. He is <laughs> all of the things he's that like quirky people and think. Cute. Yeah, and like funny and smart and like he's just like all these like weird boxes that just make him so fun to watch because like he's like simultaneously sad that all his friends are dating but at the same time like happy for them and like very okay with his cat yeah uh, i mean maybe that's like, the yeah, relationship we should talk about yeah Winston i think once i i think is like i think ferguson is a game changer like once they introduce like the fact that winston is going to be a cat person I just like I fell in love with this character, and I think it was just, it's so hilarious and yeah. like it's almost like it allowed him to be more himself. Yeah, like that's like his real relationship, his real romantic relationship. Yeah. Ferguson. <laughs> I wasn't that invested in the girl that he was dating. I think I really like Ali. Actually, I was invested because like okay, well, we think of Winston as like 
truly like he's actually a weirdo like he's yeah. like truly st- a strange person and i think in the relationships the very like small relationships they showed him in the show it was never about him like being insecure with himself necessarily or like the aspects of his personality it was more like why don't these people like me the way i am yeah and when he meets ali who he eventually marries and has a child with she is that for him. she is that for him like it's just she's actually like one of the most regular people on the show yeah like she has like regular reactions to things like they like they see her uh and they're like trying to steal a bread maker like uh jess and cc run into ally while they're trying to steal a bread maker yeah and they're like oh yeah we we, we have to steal it because it's twelve hundred dollars and you know that's such a ridiculous amount but to nick i mean to jess and cc it was like scheme let's just do this. yeah it's just like where are we gonna come up with money it's not even that it's just like let's just steal it yeah and it's like a very wacky sitcom-y situation and they explain it to ali and ali's like she has an honest reaction like any regular person would have and it's like why would you do that twelve hundred dollars is a lot for a bread maker yeah Twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, I just I love that reaction. I yeah. think that's like one of my favorite reactions. I mean, I think she was fine. I, I the thing about Winston and like in terms of arcs, I don't I don't know what like what is his arc? Like he's a fucking great character, but like, and I also don't think like I don't, I don't want this to be like every character has to have an arc, but like Winston doesn't really change, I guess, or I guess everybody has the same arcs that relate to the time and setting which is like post-recession you know like extended adolescence or post-recession or and like new economic uh new economic and socio-political factors that affect young people and like how that extends adolescence right Mm -hmm. all of them had that winston used to work at a job that he hated and then now he's working like a job that well he used to be a professional athlete yes he used to be a professional athlete came back to the u.s and then he was like doing a dead-end job that he hated at like a fucking radio station or just he was just looking for a job and ultimately he becomes a cop right Mm -hmm. and i think that that's his like arc i guess in terms of like career development but i just didn't think that the cop thing made that much sense no i just i just thought it was like whatever like all right cool just give him an occupation yeah it just felt like it was i mean all they did was like Hey, you're pretty like w- literally one episode. Like, hey, you're pretty good at investigating things. Maybe you should be a cop. And that was it. I was like, maybe I should be a cop. And that's all we got. And then the- his whole identity was being a cop for a little bit. Yeah. Which doesn't feel like a Winston profession to be in. Like he's too much of a like free spirit to be a cop. Yeah, right? And also, Even Ali. Ali is too much of a good person to be a cop. I mean, I guess that's the sitcom part of it. But, like, I think the fact that they made him a cop is what's weird. Not the fact that, like, people in shows are cops. It's just, like, where is this coming from? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, maybe this is, like, PR for the cops. But, like, Winston has zero aggression. Winston has zero, like, knack to like he has nothing in him that suggests that like he wants order or like desires power you know like anything that are that is associated with cops perhaps all the negative things for sure fuck the cops but 
it just felt like it came out of nowhere and mm-hmm. I, I wasn't I was like, what the fuck is this? I yeah. I mean, if anything, he like avoids conflict. For the most, yeah. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Like, ex- comes up with these crazy explanations just to. He avoid. doesn't like lying. He yeah. hates lying. He can't lie. He's very bad at pranks. He's not even like a rule guy either. I don't know. There's just like nothing really lined up in terms of like why they made this fool mm-hmm. a fucking cop. Yeah. It was, it was disappointing. All right. Um, let's move on to Coach, I guess. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Coach I mean, has a small, but I mean, he doesn't have much of an arc. He's only on for two seasons. Yeah, but I think the small arc that he has is that he goes from like just being like this ultra bro to like being able to open up. And I think that Damian Wayans, this is just me, an, a, a moment for me to talk about how much I love Damian Wayans Jr. Because I think he's, he infuses such a like hilarity into the way he like delivers lines and like, just the situations and like the the material that they give him is just so good that mm-hmm. like he delivers it in a way where it's like cheeky but also like i don't know like it, it's hard to explain because i think he I, I just love seeing him in sitcoms uh like this and happy endings and it was good to see him like stop being like it was weird to see him as like the ultra masculine mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. type because in happy endings he's got Feminine, feminine. I feel like he's more of a Schmidt in in Happy Ending. Yes, where he except like, less of a hard ass, or yeah. I guess he is a hard ass. Not so cases. much of a bro, like not a douchebag. Yeah, but in terms of like, I guess in metrosexual. Touch. Remember yeah. when that was a thing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually think that that's a good pivot to the theme that of you know like. The feminization, the feminization, the feminization, the feminization, the feminization of men. Because I think that Brad in Happy Endings is one of those, like, he's very, like, effeminate, or he's got feminine tendencies. I don't know how to say this without sounding like a fucking douchebag, but there's this femininity that they're not afraid of. Well, stereotypical, like, femininity, or like. But I don't even think it's stereotypical, because I think that. Maybe not serious. It's in response to how people used to be. It's almost like it's showing you that that's not what men have to do to be men anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like to like right wing people, right, right fringe people. That's like the death of the masculine man, or like soy boys, or like cucks and all that shit. I mean, I think all that's bullshit because I actually think that this character type or trope has it's just so you get you're able to extract so much more comedy because they don't take themselves that seriously as it regards uh, in regards to gender mm-hmm. something like again scrubs like uh jd and turk like there is this homoeroticism that they have but it's played for laughs and it's it also like helps heighten their relationships mm-hmm. like how close they actually are and i think that that's very true of new girl like every single one of these dudes have like they can be homoerotic at times but like they're also just okay with like their sexuality mm-hmm. and like their gender and like what they are and like what they do it it doesn't seem like they're constantly like just having a pissing contest but i think there are moments where like the show does adhere to like stereotypical like dude shit like in the first episode when like all of the dudes basically wanted to fuck Jazz, or like all the dudes basically wanted to fuck CC. That's that's expected. Mm-hmm. 
when you know it, it's they're still guys it's just i think that the the interpersonal interpersonal relationship stuff like the the way they behave when they're at home or like the way that they behave like with each other is kind of nice to see them be like so close to each other yeah and i think i think it's also it also shows how integral uh their friendship with jess is to like change their friendships like if it isn't i feel like if it wasn't for for jess they wouldn't be as in tune with their emotions Mm -hmm. uh or like so open to talking about emotions and talking about their like their friendships with each other and like their relationships with each other as as male friends Mm -hmm. as male straight male friends yeah because like even at the beginning like Nick was very, like, stunted emotionally before Jess came in. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to... Like, he had rage. He had, like, rage issues, right? Yeah. And then, like, Jess was like, well, I have this talking stick and or this feeling stick. And, you know, it was it was played for laughs when she, when she did it. But, but I think, the like... The rest of the guys, like... Like, they're like, oh, yeah, like, this is a tool that we can use to, like, channel our frustrations with each other. Yeah. And, like, it was, a very, it was very subtle and, like... It, yeah, it was it was played for laughs, but I think over time, that's kind of the effect that Jess had on them. Yes, I agree with you. I think that Jess infuses, almost like, as stereotypical as this is, but like a woman's touch, which on paper is what the show is about. It really does allow these dudes to, like, get over themselves in, in, in regards to masculinity. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it makes, I think it heightens their relationships to a point where, like, it's so satisfying to see them, like, essentially just love each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just just care for each other and, like, be there for each other and, like, care about each other. Yeah. And there are those those moments where it's like, ha, 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 they're so in touch with their emotions that they're gay. Yeah. You know, like, ha, 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 ha. And there's, like, a whole extended... But I actually think it aged well because yeah. at no point in time... Like, sure, like, we're laughing at the fact that, like, somebody thought they were gay and, like, they're in, like, a serious gay, like, homosexual relationship. But they're not belittling it. But, yeah, and, like, it it wasn't like Nick or Schmidt felt insecure in their sexuality at any point in time. Yeah. It's just like, no, that's just how intensely I love my friend. Yeah. What does he say? Schmidt loves me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think Nick, like, bears the responsibility of, like, Schmidt loving him. (laughs) Also, like, those relationships, like, those episodes about, like, their relationships are some of the best. Like, I'm thinking about the episode where Schmidt gets an email from someone. Oh, uh, Michael Keaton. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, you know, like, it was, it's a dumb sitcom thing. But, like, it was a sweet moment where, like, Nick decides to basically be Schmidt's dad. Or, like, Nick goes to Schmidt's dad, because there's an arc about Schmidt's dad, and he, like, basically tells him, like, hey, I know what you do. Like, are you just going to do that again? Because if you are, just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But, like, it's it's this intimacy that these characters have that they care for each other. And I think that ultimately, like, the show really does display that very well. Like, it shows how much these characters care for each other and how integral they are to each other's lives. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, it is about extended adolescence, but it's also about, like, communion, like, finding a tribe or, like, a family. When, like, your family or your, you know, your past didn't really, like, 
work out for you or like i don't know it, I, I think each character has kind of that like troubled past in some ways winston maybe not but like jess for sure she's got like parent parent issues nick has parent issues schmidt has parent issues winston's probably the most well-adjusted but just a strange cat but he also has dad issues yeah actually all like the main three men have dad issues like their dads were either deadbeats or we're a generation of men raised by women uh also like schmidt's mom is gay and he's in constant denial of it he keeps saying like from like the first time he mentions his mom or, or like his family situation he's like yeah and like my parents divorced and i never really saw my dad after that and also my my mom's best friend gail moved in and she's stayed living with us so he like never wanted to admit that like his mom was in a serious relationship with another woman and i feel like that adds to his like his idea of wanting to be a man Mm -hmm. throughout the show yeah. Like, because he's like, a, he never had like a a father figure to show him what a real man was in his head. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to like say that men are being feminized or like that's a bad thing. I just think that as culture that does directly engage with that idea, I just, I, I think that it's, it's so stupid that people still think that like you have like men can't be this way yeah there's like a certain way to be a man yeah i just think that that's like outdated and like archaic and i think that this does a good job at like going against that without calling attention to it really Mm -hmm. and i think that's also why you like scrub so much that relationship that friendship you love community you love uh happy endings but you talk about a lot, like, of male friendships, yes. right? And this is a very male-centered show, mm-hmm. even though it's called New Girl. Um, but the only, like, real, like, female friendship that we see develop and, like, we see how, like, strong it is, is Jess and Cece's friendship. And they've been friends since they were children. Yeah. What did you think about it? What did you think it added? Did it think- add, like, did you like that relationship at all? Yeah, I think that their dynamic... Well, I think that Jess is kind of a piece of shit to... To Cece? To Cece. I do think that it was fun. Like, it was always nice to know that, like, they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And, like, they'll work things out. But I'm also, like, so familiar with, like, best friends in sitcoms that, like, I always know that. And the reason why I like best friends in sitcoms is because it's so nice to, like, just see people be there and care for each other. Mm-hmm. And there's all the same things that I said about, like, the men being able to connect and, like, being open and, like, caring for each other is true of, of CeCe and Jess. And, like, ultimately, they're, like, they're, they're their biggest fans. Oh. Like, they care for each other and are always there for each other and always, like, helping each other out. And, like, sometimes to ridiculous way, like, they all have these, like, innate protective streaks. Like, CeCe... Mm-hmm with uh jess and like nick with like schmidt and schmidt with nick like they all care about each other and very protective in that Mm -hmm. way and like but i do think that like jess can be shitty to cc like making fun of her profession and shit and like cc never like makes fun of how ridiculous fucking jess is (laughs) 
Which is why I'm like, Cece's a good character. Like, mm-hmm. not only does she have arc and, like, depth, but she, like, doesn't treat Jess, like, lesser for having a job that, like, Jess doesn't necessarily agree with. Which is also, like, an indictment on Jess or Zoe Deschanel's brand of, like, femininity. Which is, like, it's this femininity under this... I don't know. There's there is like an empowerment to it, but also like there isn't. Like you know, it's like, also okay not to do those things and not be interested in those things. Yeah. Like it's almost like the show is saying like she's the best because she has all of these feminine interests. Yeah. And that's what makes her a good person. Um But no. Like it's not that's not true. Yeah. And I think Cece Yeah, like Cece's like the cool girl, like she like, is this the cool, hot girl that's also really smart? And I think, yeah, at the beginning, like, it is really unfair the way Jess treats her career. Mm. And the way everybody treats Cece's career. Like, oh, but you're just a model. Like, what Like what do you, what do you have to worry about? Yeah. Um, but that's her career. And, yeah. like, it's valid that she's worried about her career. Also, like, they made her, like, they made CC with, like, a larger capacity for, like, kindness instead of just being like, what the, f-? like, fuck these people. Like, she, <laughs> she didn't even have to talk to this. She's, like, a model. Like, what the fuck does she have to care about what other people think? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, an aspect I really liked about their friendship was that they never put each other down yeah. in terms of, like, their looks or, yes. I mean. Well, she- Jess definitely did. She's like, you're a model. Like, she just talks shit. She's like, she's been talking shit about Cece. But it's not like she calls her, like, like ugly or, or like, they don't think that, like... Well, no, but she does make fun of her profession. Yeah, she makes fun of her profession, which is tied to her looks, I guess. Yeah. But... Like, they don't, they're good to each other. Yeah. And they're not, like evil or like i don't know vindictive or petty to each other they're very they're, they're not very compe- they're not competitive against each other yes that, i think that's a better and one. i think yeah i think that's what i was trying to get at not that like they were they weren't putting each other down right they have to it's part of the story but they don't compete with guys and shit like that yeah and like jess is the way she is and cc is the way she is in her relationships yeah. they're not threatened by each other yeah which is also really refreshing to see on screen yeah. Um. Like healthy, f- like female, female friendships. Yeah. And where it's not about like, oh my god, like this guy is into me at the same time he's into you. What are we gonna do? Yeah. Um. Like they very much have each other's back, and Cece's like fiercely protective of like. And Jess is fiercely protective of. Cece yeah. Too. All right. Let's talk a little bit about LA as a setting. What do you think about it? I I don't have much to say about it, besides that. They, there is a Mana song in an episode <laughs> in Spanish at a bar. And there are no Latinos in the show whatsoever. With the caveat of like one or two, maybe. Extras. Yeah. One or two extras. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, even the construction worker that she. That Jess goes on a date with is Greek. Yeah. And I feel like that just felt like very intentional. <laughs> mm. You think? I don't know. It was just very odd that yeah. LA is like such a like Latino. I mean, also like 
as a Latina, like I have a vested interest in this. Like, give me my hoop earrings. Mm-hmm. Hashiros, food. <laughs> but I mean, no, uh, no, I think that when you first told me about it, I was just like, okay, well, what would that add? Like, what would me watching a bunch of hipsters, like, what would me watching a show about a bunch of hipsters uh, representing Mexicans? I don't even know. What to, I don't know how to phrase this. But what would it add? Yeah, right? what would it add to add Mexicans to a show about a bunch of hipsters? I think Alindo said that, like, it's just, like, I don't know, what would anything add? I don't think he said that, but I think he said something, like, it just more accurately represents us. Yeah, Instead I mean, of just, yeah. like, rendering us invisible. And I think that's fair, but I also don't look to this show for that, is my ultimate response. Like, I don't look to this show for representation. Like, it has the kind. same problems that, like, every sitcom has. Every show on tv has and like a racial issue right like even like even though they have like two prominent black characters in the show and an indian character like race is very rarely brought up and it's only ever brought up for laughs like it's never a serious issue i mean winston is literally a black man that becomes a cop and like he has one confrontation with his mom about it and about her being worried about like him being a cop yeah yeah and like that's it a fair worry yeah also. yeah but like it just kind of like just very like nicely Glosses. like glossed over any racial components and even when like schmidt and like, even the fact that schmidt and cc are like an interracial couple like schmidt says racist things ultimately what does it add if there was a Latino in the show at all, I think, sure, it might not add much, but I think that it was a very, like, decisive choice to include a Mana song mm-hmm. at the end of an episode. Yeah. Because I feel like it really, I feel like the song was really, like... It worked? Yeah, it was, like, very, like... Forlorn. <laughs> in the moment. Like, it was very, uh, what's... The, the word I'm what? escaping, like it's like, Longing? like it's on subject. It's like on the subject, on the nose. Like it's, I guess, yeah, it's like a very on the nose choice uh-huh. for that scene in that episode. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if they could do that with a song in Spanish, like that means that they were already thinking about, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I really were thinking about, like, well, what song would be playing in a bar in LA? You know? Yeah, I guess. I don't want to go too hard against it, so I'll just. I, I, okay. I think it's just like a small point. It, it, like I really, like I really, it's it isn't that big of a deal. But I just feel like if you're already having, the, if this is in conversation, like why, why omit an entire people from mm. the city? I like I don't really care much about like this is also not something I'm super passionate about. Mm. It just feels like an odd choice. Yeah, to omit them. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, also like the way they represent it is it's like not great. Like L.A., it's not it's not the L.A. that we grew up with. It's just kind of like an L.A. It's not a very distinct. It's like in the arts district that they shoot or like mm-hmm. in downtown for the most part. All right, let's talk about the biggest theme, which is growing up. Well, I don't know. I don't even think we have to because we really kind of touched on it. But like every character grows up. Uh, Nick becomes a writer. He ch- chases. He owns a bar. He like gets with 
uh, Jess after getting over his relationship. Schmidt gets over, and doesn't get over, but, like, he learns how to control his insecurity with, as it pertains to, like, being in a relationship. Cece, what does she do? She, she starts at an agency? Yeah. The model agency? Mm-hmm. Well, Winston. she realizes she doesn't want to be a model anymore, and she but she likes ultimately becomes an agent for yeah. a modeling agency. Yeah, starts her own modeling agency, which is fair. It's like uh, she has an intimate knowledge of the of the business, and then Winston becomes a cop and gets married, and it's pretty straightforward. But like, mm-hmm. I think all of them from when they started to where they are now is. They're just they're just older. Like they're just they care more about things and like they're not as self involved. I think all of them are not as self involved as they used to be. Yeah. You didn't mention Jess. For the majority of the show, she's very comfortable being a teacher and that's her identity and she loves being a teacher. Even with like the like lack of funding from public schools. Mm-hmm. But at the end she's actually working not as a teacher, but as a like a nonprofit person, yeah. in, like an educational nonprofit, which I think was a really big career move for her, which is facing away from students and trying to make a bigger impact, which she thinks is a bigger yeah. impact. Yeah. So let's get to the end. What did you think of the ending? And like, ultimately, what do you think of New Girl? Like, would you recommend this show? Do you think that like it hits the parts or the beats that you want it to hit? Like when it's distilled down to its... Smallest. I think I would recommend it. I think if you're like a fan of rom coms, you would like it. Hmm. But I think you would have to binge it because it gets. I don't think it's as tight as it could be. Hmm. I think. I think they could have easily ended it in the like the last. Well, also I think because of like they weren't sure if they were going to renew it or not. But what? It's seven seasons. Seven. The, the seventh season was like... Eight episodes. Yeah, it was like an epilogue, yeah. essentially. I think they could have easily ended it at the end of the, of the sixth season. Yeah. And I think I would have been fine with that because everybody was in the place that it needed to be in, that they needed to be in. Yeah. What do you think about this as a response to the rom-com, though? Good or bad? I think it's a good response. How so? Because I, I think nobody's ideal... I, I think a, a lot of rom-com tropes or just a lot of the pitfalls of rom-coms is like they idealize love and what falling in love is and like or they'll like skip ahead to when they're okay like dealing with themselves and then like they're okay or like they'll do a montage or like this is how they got over themselves yeah like it just it's like very like like all of the messy hard like things are kind of just glossed over in most Mm rom-coms and i think new girl works because they don't gloss over all of the messy things yeah they like nick and jess were really great together and the first like when they when they finally got together and the first time around they were great together but they were not prepared to be in a like they wanted different things out of a relationship Mm -hmm. at that point and that's a hard realization to have, especially if, like, they're your main couple on on screen. Yeah. Yeah, I also think that, like, I think that as a response to rom-com, 
I think that seeing it talked about as like a whole arc and like seeing them because I think that you know when I watched the ending I was like okay I guess like they had to like go full zany at the end but I don't know like how how good of a response this is to the rom-com but I also think that like I don't I'm not I'm not the rom-com person so Mm -hmm. like I thought that this was more enjoyable because like you get to see the arc as it happens as it plays out um, instead of like just sanitizing it, but that doesn't mean that there aren't parts that are sanitized. What do you think yeah. about like? I think the the ultimate response is like, how does this show rationalize the idea of like the adorable person or like the hipster? And I think by the end of it, you're not even concerned with that anymore. Like, you come here initially because of like. Zoe de Chanel, and then you stay because you realize that the characters are fun to watch and great, and you like the relationships and their dynamics. But like, the ending just felt, and I think maybe this is true of all sitcom sitcom endings, is like it just felt like let's just give the fans what they want, like kind of a fan service. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know, like I, I, I think because it was so delayed, maybe it it wasn't as gratifying. Like the, I don't know, like I. I I'm thinking of sitcom endings. Like, I think Scrubs is such a... The real true endings to Scrubs is, like, a great sitcom ending. I don't know why I keep bringing up Scrubs to compare it to, but they feel similar in some ways. But, like, that one, it did the the fan service thing. But in, like, a way where, like, it reflected on, like, what the show used to be. And I don't think that the show really did that. I don't think the show really reflected on, like, what it used to be and, like, how it evolved and, like, how it kept going or, like, how it gave these characters new purposes or meanings. It just kind of, like, put them at the end of, like, now they're, like, middle class and, like, they have kids and they're they're just, like, suburb, you know, like, they're just, like, a nuclear family or whatever the fuck it is. It's just, it wasn't that, like, if they're saying that, like, your extended adolescence ultimately just leads to the same place. It's just it just seems sanitized in the end. Mm. Like things were tied up in a bow a little too nicely for you. Yeah, and I also don't know like what's the sh- what is the show saying about like the adorable hipster? Does the show actually like Zoe Deschanel or does it dislike it? I think that the show by design is built to be like, hey, we know that this is the thing that's going on, and we we are in on how like we think it's ridiculous as well, but like it indulged in it for so long and like ultimately i don't know if it is just like a satire of it or just like feeding into it yeah i don't i don't think i mean i think the show might have the whole premise is that she is adorable and like she's zoe de chanel in this show yeah and even uh like one of the character one of nick's girlfriends like she's you're the cupcake girl that wears ribbons and like is sings to birds and they help you get ready in the morning and that's that's who she was at the like that's the premise of the show at the beginning and i think they very quickly moved away from that from like critiquing her yeah or from yeah from critiquing her and her adorableness like first you were like at the first season you were very like in your face she's adorable and then as like time goes on they like allow the cast to settle into their characters more. Yeah. And it's not that she's a dork. Like, it's no longer a Zoe Deschanel show. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
an ensemble cast and we're here to watch it because of the whole cast, not because of Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. I agree with that. So I don't think that like it necessarily has anything to say about like hipster adorable girl. Yeah. Cuz I also think that like what it's not saying or like what it's not doing uh when it's it's like satiring the adorable or like her brand of adorable hipster is that like it's not talking about like her how her femininity is like kitschy and like she's bringing back like an old school like madman type femininity where like you cook and bake and like you do things like Leslie Nope essentially like she does all these she has all this time to like do all these things and like she's super like selfless and like I don't know it just I I feel like the show was gonna have like. I don't know, something to say about, like, its beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, where it started from. Because I think that season endings are about reflection. Almost like a summary in some ways. And I don't think that this show did anything except for just go on with the story that it wanted to tell. Instead of, like, being self-reflective about itself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I what I was hoping for in the last season. Yeah. I think the only moment of, like reflection where i felt like satisfied by the finale was when they show like a time skip of them playing true american with their kids and how like i mean i don't think that you cared much for it but i thought, I thought I it was thought cool was but i've seen nice. that, before that was like already. but that was just such a nice way to be like this is what happens when you grow up and you have children like the drinking game that but it you isn't, played though. that's I mean, I guess that's what sitcoms are built for, you know? I don't know that. But that's I, what the show is telling you, that this is what happens. Yeah. Why just make it so complicated? Like, it, like why make this wedding so ridiculous? It, it, I get it. I guess they're going out zany, but it just it just felt like, okay. It was too much, right? Was, like, yeah. Their wedding, and now she has an eye patch, and like now they're at the hospital. Like it just, it felt like too much. Also, like why didn't Nick just propose too many to antics. her? Like why did it take eight episodes to like do this whole thing? And like she can't find out, and like there's this drama, and like you know, it just felt like why? Yeah, I think. Well, I I think I I'm reminded of this series ending, like the fact that this season the last season is like an epilogue right Mm -hmm. an extended epilogue i think of like parks and rec they did it too but a lot of people didn't like that ending a lot of people didn't like it but i felt like i got a lot of closure from it yeah but they didn't like it for the same reason because like why did you create this conflict between leslie and ron if ultimately you're gonna solve it yeah i mean i personally didn't mind it because i think that the characters are stronger also like it was a premise you know like a future season of like you get to see what all these wacky characters would do. But this one, like, I don't know. The time skip didn't really add much. Mm-hmm. I didn't... Like, I don't think this is the kind of show where, like, it would do anything to do yeah. a time skip. And also, like, in, in Parks and Rec, it gave us, like, a quick snapshot of where they were at whatever at whatever time, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it was just, like, a little tidbit of, like, information just to know that the, each character's okay. Whereas in this one, it just felt like they were giving me too much information yeah. like i i don't care that like they're having another birthday party because like the previous birthday party 
was a disaster. You know, like, I just, like, yeah. that's just too much. In, like, sure, it's, like, a fun, like, cutaway scene, but it's just, it's too much of the mundane for me to really care. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, it's a different show by that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I wanted the self-reflection, because I'm like, okay, well, now you're at this point tell me or like reflect on like how you got here like what you're even doing here now you know what are you outside of what your premise was they were trying too hard to prove to us that they weren't the people that we started the show with yeah but there was no but like it became a different show or like i don't want i wouldn't say unrecognizable but like i wasn't in in it for that anymore yeah you know what i mean yeah also like the season should have ended the series probably should end it around the time where like Jess left. Although I do think that the show was good without her. Because, yeah, it was surprisingly good. Yeah. With but Megan Fox. I think that they should have found a better way to like I don't know, just it, the show had kind of run its course it seemed like and they just told the end of it in an epilogue. Like yeah. they're like let's wait for the rest of the whole thing and just tell it in this season. And that's fine. It's just I, I wasn't that satisfied with it. Like, it was... There were parts that I liked, like, the humor's still there, but I just think that, like, the fan service wasn't that satisfying for me. Yeah. Also, the fact that they brought back, like, Russell, like, one of... I mean, they, they always bring back Jess's love interest, yeah. right? For some closure. But the fact that they brought back Russell and, like, he was kind of, like, the main conflict of things was just... Like, Russell? Who is Russell? Like, you guys were dated for, like, a week. That's Dermot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah I, nice. I mean, I just, I love the line that, like, Nick is, like, the only man we ever, we both loved. Yeah. And I love that he's very comfortable saying something like that. But that's it. That's the only good thing to come out of, like, <laughs> bringing Russell back. I don't even know if he says that in the last season. He might, <laughs> <laughs> he might have said it earlier. <laughs> I think that's kind of all I have to say about the show. I think that you should watch it. It's a fun show. It's funny. It's got some humor that like you you would recognize from shows like Community, shows like Happy Endings. Uh, you know, like it's a show of the time that you know it's it's easy to get bogged down and like this is the adorable thing because I mm-hmm. definitely was like I don't want to watch this show because I don't want to support this adorable shit. But it had been so long that like. I was cool with it. Like, I was like, I don't care anymore. Like, it it, it wasn't as charged, I guess. Yeah. It, yeah, I think it's it's just a, it's a fun watch. Yeah. It's it's easy to watch and throw and like, have on in the background. Because there's just so many antics that you don't really need to be Invest. paying attention for every bit. Which love interest was your favorite love interest outside of, like, the main... Nick and Jess? Yeah, Nick and Jess or Schmidt or CeCe... Or even, like, you know, which, like, extra character relationship. Oh, like, uh, like you're yeah, talking like, about, like, had, one like, of her boyfriends. Yeah, or, like, like, Megan Fox or whatever. Or Megan Fox or Bre- even Brenda Song was on. Yeah, or and, uh, Lizzie Copeland. Like, a lot of people were on that show. Arrow. Uh, yeah. Stephen Amell. Ro- Rob- yeah, Stephen Amell. I like Robbie a lot because I thought he was funny. Robbie. Like, I know you didn't what's like the, Robbie. What's the actor's name? I don't know his fucking name. But I think that that guy is so good as, like, that guy that he is, a character. <laughs> I don't even know what he is. It's, like, witty tall guy. <laughs> witty hipster tall guy. But he's just, he's such a good, like, 
I thought he was genuinely funny. Like, I, I wasn't necessarily invested in their relationship, but mm. I, I liked seeing him around because he was funny. Yeah, I agree. I think he was, like, a good... I like that Cece was dating him for a while. Yeah. Um, I did not like the Jess relationship. I think it was, like, not fun to watch it. But I like that he was around. Yeah. I wish, like, there was a, another way of, like, incorporating I liked him. his confidence also. Yeah. You know, like, he had so much money and, like, he didn't even care. Like, he was just, I don't know, he's just, like, a... I'm glad that guy found a show that, like, fits his, uh, his sensibilities. Or found, like, a corner... Prince was in it. Prince, had- dude, that's one of the best episodes. For Should, sure. Is that a spoiler? Should we not spoil it? Nah, the Prince episode is one of the best. Except when like Zoe comes up and starts singing. Does she? You don't remember oh, that? Like right sings- at the end, she sings that song. Yeah, right? they have like a, a duet. But I think that the way they used Prince was like yes. masterclass. It was great. Like they made him feel so cool. They made him feel so insane. I don't know. It was just like. I feel like that's, I don't know, maybe the rule is to, like, not include him because it, it, like, you spaz because it's just, it's just uh, Prince. But, like, Nick's reaction to Prince was tight. And, like, he helps Jess through her relationship troubles. I thought, I thought it was very, it was very well done. Yeah. And a lot of fun. Like, that is how you use, like, a megastar. Yeah. But Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis is in it, too. Rob and Reiner. Rob, yeah. A lot of, like people are in it i mean like this is sitcom yeah like colin farrell was in scrubs you know like there's so many big actors who come out and show anything else you want to say about new girl i think nick is a great character yeah nick and winston yeah i think they're just such i mean even schmidt but Mm. but schmidt is a douchebag nick and i mean i'm not saying that nick and winston aren't douchebags to an extent but there's just I just love those characters. I just I want I want more things about them, you know? Mm-hmm. Or characters just like them. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. This is our second time doing the whole show thing. I think still need to figure out the structure. <laughs> but uh I mean, I enjoy talking about the whole scope of the show cuz it gives you more to talk about. Mhm. Um, yeah, we can keep talking about them forever i guess i mean this show forever and i mean i I think that like most of quarantine has been like us just revisiting or like watching sitcoms that we like because sitcoms are comfort and i think that new girl is a comfort Mm -hmm. and a comfort that i enjoyed you know yeah ultimately that's that's what i what has to show for it yeah i think rom-coms in general for me are comforts what's your favorite rom-com we're not doing this Wow. But most of all, it's that I don't hate you. Not one bit. That's, you're not, you can't I even quote I was it trying correctly. to do the, the 10 things I hate about you thing because that's like Karen's favorite movie. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Bye. Peace.